This is the Rovers Review on Ocean FM and we thought we'd get musical this Sunday evening. A little bit of Elvis captures the move because on the 12th of May in Sligo there's going to be a very special event. The Sligo Rovers 1998 League Cup winning side are going to have a reunion in Sligo at Lola Montez and they're going to watch one of their teammates perform Elvis live on stage. The player in question was Rovers' leading goalscorer in the 1998-99 season with 11 goals, but the season before, he helped Rovers, then under manager Nicky Reid, win the League Cup title. And 25 years later, the team of 98 are going to mark that with a little get-together in May in Sligo and Marcus Hallows will be uh, the main attraction on stage and I'm delighted to say the former Sligo Rover striker has uh, stopped singing in the shower for a few minutes and joins us on the line from across the water. Marcus, good evening to you. Good evening, Austin. Good to hear from you Uh, and you certainly sound the part all these years later. (laughs) Yeah, well, uh, I've tried to. It's been a while since we have spoken. I remember you as a player. I have a memory of you scoring a late equaliser in an FAI Cup tie at the showgrounds against a non-league team from Galway. I'm trying to remember, was it Merview United or Renmore? Rovers were 1-0 down and you scrambled an equaliser in the dying moments. Do you remember that game? Yeah, I think it might have been Merview United, you know. Yeah, you, um, you, you say... about it, yeah. You saved Rovers' blushes that day, I think. Yeah, and and on the last day of the season as well, with the last uh, the last game I played when we beat uh, Derry City two 0 in the showgrounds, just to keep us um, away from the relegation playoffs. That was a big game as well. It certainly was. Does it feel like twenty five years, Marcus? No, I can't believe it's like quarter of a century. Wow, time flies. It certainly does. It surely does. You were with Rovers for two seasons, am I right in thinking? Yeah, just over two seasons, I think two and a half seasons, yeah. Uh, I arrived in January 97 um, and left at the end of this season in, what, 99, was it? Yeah, and I think that a former Sligo Rovers manager, Liam Buckley, who subsequently came up, went on to manage Sligo Rovers, he brought you to St. Pat's, is that right? He did, yeah, he did himself and uh, Pat Dolan right. okay but uh, uh, funnily enough I played I played with um, Liam at Sligo at the end of his career because he, he made a few appearances if I'm, if I'm right he did indeed he did indeed and came yeah. back as manager and uh, led Rovers to two successful European finishes in recent seasons in, in, in the League of Ireland yeah, um, he did yeah yeah so just remind us, where did your football career go after that? And how did you end up on stage? So after Sligo, um, I had an option of two teams to sign for. It was either Derry City or St. Pat's. Um, I chose St. Pat's in the end and had a couple of seasons there before I returned back to the UK um, playing in the National League, just the uh, one league outside the, the Football League, was was called the Con- Nationwide Conference then. Now it's called the Vanarama National League. Um, yeah, and then I had to hang up my boots 
sadly, uh, at the age of 29, I had a um, serious injury. I suffered a double, I suffered a double compound fracture of the right tib and fib, um, where the the bone came out the skin. So it was a nasty one, and uh, subsequently I didn't um, play a competitive game after that. That was playing for Altrincham. Right. Sounds like a pretty severe injury at the time. It was, yeah, yeah, very bad. Um, yeah, it, it was. Uh, it wasn't a nice experience. Probably the worst day of my life, actually. Um, I was on the uh, on the pitch, and uh, if it wasn't for the club doctor and the physio, I might have lost my uh, right foot because the blood circulation wasn't getting to my foot, and they had to perform traction in the chain rooms. Um, the ambulance that should have been coming to the ground got diverted to somewhere else that they thought was more serious than mine. Um, so it was about 40 to 45 minutes until the ambulance got there. So there was no gas and air until the ambulance got there. So, yeah, it was horrific, really. But you recovered. Were you able to continue being involved in football in a coaching or other capacity? Yeah, I did at grassroots. Um, my uh, my boy, he plays football, and still does play football, but I got involved in just coaching his team from being six-year-old. Um, and, uh, yeah, quite enjoyed it, really. Managed them until they was like, 16, 17. And, uh, yeah, so I've uh, retired from that now. The Elvis... The Elvis all started really in Sligo. Um, it did. Uh, Nicky Brujos, the goalkeeper, was a very good guitar player, and he used to bring the guitar on the coach when we were just travelling to Dublin or wherever, Cork on an away trip. And uh, if we uh, if we were victorious, the peers came out on the coach on the way back, and he got his guitar out and. I used to get up at the front of the coach on the microphone and sing a couple of numbers. And uh, yeah, ironically enough, it, they were Elvis songs and um, sort of stemmed from there, really. Um, and then at a few family occasions and actually on my wedding night, um, I dressed up as Elvis and surprised everyone came out at midnight and performed three songs and a lot of people said you're really good. You really sound like him. Bloody bye. You need. You want to do that. And uh, so when after my injury, that that's when uh, I thought, you know what, I'll, I'll give it a go. And uh, yeah, I've been doing it um, what eight, eighteen years now. Wow. I mean, there are so many League of Ireland footballers, Marcus, and across the water. When their football career finishes, they've got to look for a new career. Not too many end up being an Elvis impersonator. <laughs> no. Uh, probably not, um, but yeah, uh, I was very fond of Elvis, sort of mid-teens, and um, I've been to Graceland's, and um, yeah, uh, yeah, probably very few have I've gone into that um, kind of work. <laughs> and is this your full-time well, occupation now? I mean, if you don't mind me asking, can you make a living from being an Elvis impersonator these days? I could do. It's um, it's a part-time occupation. I could go full-time, but then um, do I really want to be out four or five nights a week? Um, you know, I've been offered loads of things, but 
to be honest, I'm quite happy doing doing it as a part time job. Uh, I work in construction during the day daytime. So uh, yeah, I get the best of both worlds, really. And here was me thinking that Mark Hutchinson was the singer in the Sligo Rovers dressing rooms in the 1990s. <laughs> Not so, apparently. Uh, no, no. No, Hutch is a, a good lad. I've kept in touch with him over the years and um, he was probably one of the reasons why this has been put together, this uh, reunion. Um, so looking forward to it. Um, can't wait um, to hook up with some of the lads that I've not seen for, for 25 years. Um, I'm sure it'll be a great weekend. I've already booked my flights, so I'm there from Friday till Monday. Um, yeah, can't wait. On the whole, you've got pretty happy memories of your time in Sligo, do you? I do. I have very fond memories of my time in Sligo. Um, I remember the phone call uh, from the manager at the time, Jimmy Mullen, um, the Geordie, uh, the Geordie guy. He he rang me up. I was at Stockport County at the time. Um, I wasn't enjoying my football. Had a run in with the manager, Dave Jones, and uh, Jimmy. Um, Give me a call and said, "Listen." I believe you're not happy at the moment. I said, no. Um, he said, listen, I'm looking for a centre-forward. Would you like to come over to Sligo? Um, hadn't heard of Sligo at the time, even though my grandfather's from Galway. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 I jumped at it. I thought, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Give it a try. And, um, yeah, um, loved it. Loved the people. Loved the place great surroundings and uh, yeah can't, can't wait to return and you won a trophy the league cup title under Nicky Reid in 1998 yeah we did yeah um, I know they've won a few bigger trophies since but uh, like the FAI Cup but yeah at least at least it was you know at least I got a medal during my time there um, but yeah um, I didn't actually play in the second leg because I got injured in the first leg um, during the latter part of the game Um I tore my cartilage, but um, at least we won one nil at the showgrounds, and uh, we kept them at bay and drew nil nil um, at Tolka. That's right, and that was against a very good Shelburne team, if memory serves me. To get it, to get a draw away from home was a was a it key was, result that uh, night. Yeah, yeah. He likes of Steve Gagan, um, Desi Baker, Pat Scully, um, Sheridan. Yeah, quite a. Pat Devlin as well, not Devlin. Um, uh, not not Pat Devlin. Um, oh, Pat Fenlon. No. Fenlon, that's it. Yeah. Pat Devlin was the uh, manager at Bray. But yeah, that's right. Pat Fenlon, yeah. So yeah, very a very good Shelburne time. You know your League of Ireland, Marcus. All these years later, I, 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 I'll yeah. give you that. And it will be nice to catch up with your old teammates, won't it? Absolutely. Obviously, some of the Irish lads. Um, yeah, like Sean Flannery, Conor O'Grady. Uh, Donna Oates, yeah, um, Nicky Brujos, Hutch, who you've adopted. <laughs> we have indeed. Never left the play. Well, I- interestingly, yeah. Marcus, Conor O'Grady is now back at the showgrounds. He's the head of Sligo Rovers Academy. And Sean Flannery yeah. is back as the strength and conditioning coach for the first team this season. Yeah. So things are coming full circle at the showgrounds. Yeah, and uh, I see you've also got planning for... Um, a new stand at the Shed End, where I used to go and celebrate in front of. Indeed. So on That's May fantastic. the... Fantastic. 
Yeah, yeah, it, it, it looks good and uh, big plans ahead for for the showgrounds. So May the 12th, Lola Montez in Sligo. To you, that used to be called Toffs, Marcus. That's the venue, in case you're wondering. I'm sure you've frequented yeah. that from time to time. Yeah, um, Toffs, yeah. yeah. I've been doing my homework, don't worry about that. It looks, um, <laughs> it, it looks um, like it's more VIP than Toffs anyway, now, nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure they'll roll the red carpet out for you. So, I mean, is this a full Elvis concert you do, or will you be trying to cajole some of your Rovers teammates up on stage at some stage during no, the night? No, I'll just be doing it alone. I won't be getting any of them up on stage. I don't want them to ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> they can just, uh, they can keep it there. Just, um, they can just sit, sit and watch. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, listen, Elvis appeals to a wide audience. Um, I mean, God, I've done 18th birthdays all the way through to 90th um, weddings. I've done a couple of funeral wakes, believe it or not. Um, I do hotels, hospitality, restaurants, yeah, clubs. Um, so yeah, real looking forward to it. So if there's, you know, if there is any Elvis fans in Sligo, get yourselves down to uh, Lola Montez. Um, you won't be disappointed. Well, anyway, tickets are €15 Euro on the 12th of May if you want to stick the date into your phone. And the venue will be Lola Montez in Sligo, an evening with the King of Rock and Roll, a one-off tribute show by former Bit of Red player Marcus Hallows. And uh, the event will also celebrate Sligo Rovers' 25th anniversary of winning the League Cup, which Marcus was a part of. And the squad of 98, as many of them as possible, will be there to watch uh, Marcus performed. Marcus, really great to talk to you this evening and thank you for making time out of your, your weekend to chat to us. You, you still go to football matches. You were at a game yesterday, I think, were you? Yeah, I was at um, Bolton Wanderers um, versus Ipswich yesterday. Yeah, I still go and watch a local team. Um, quite a close connection with Bolton. My dad played for Bolton Wanderers during the late 60s, early 70s. And I had a season there um, in the mid-90s when they were very first in the Premiership back at the old ground at Burnham Park. Um, yeah, so, yeah. And I get to Anfield now and again because I'm bit of a Liverpool fan as well. Then we're kindred spirits, Marcus, we're kindred spirits if that's the case, although I don't know what happened to them yesterday, but that's, that's another story. Um, Marcus, listen, great to talk to you. Do, do you. One last question, do you miss playing football? Yeah, absolutely, yeah, I do. I do miss it. Um, my head my head thinks I can still do it, but I don't think my legs, my legs do. But, uh, yeah, I do miss it. Um, I loved it in Ireland. Um yeah, it was uh, nearly nearly five years altogether, um, combining Sligo and St Pat's. Um, and funnily enough, I have I have been back to um, Dublin a couple of times and performed Elvis for uh, St Patrick's Athletic. I don't know if you know that. No, didn't know that at all. Yeah, um, I when I think when they last won the FAI Cup a few years back. Um, they invited me over and they had an end of season do um, where there was about 300 fans. That was quite a different experience. Um, and then it went down so well that when it was the 90th anniversary, um, about four or five years ago, um, they invited me back in and, and they did another another performance for them. So yeah, but um, good to 
finally get over to Sligo and uh, shape my stuff. Well, Sligo looks forward to having you back on the 12th of May, Marcus, and your uh, tribute act at Lola Montez in Sligo uh, is one that I think uh, the town will enjoy, as well as the squad of 1998. Marcus Hallows, the king of rock and roll, thank you for joining us on the Rovers Review. Thank you very much. Why can't you see what you do? Marcus Hallows, and you can see his Elvis Presley tribute night in Lola Montez on Friday the 12th of May. Tickets will cost €15 and more on that and on from Sligo Rovers Football Club over the coming weeks. To the football on-field matters this weekend then. And what a night last night at the showgrounds. Rovers in all sorts of trouble, it seemed, at home to Cork City in the SSE, or Tricity League Premier Division. Let's remind you of what happened. Commentary on LOI TV last night came from former Sligo Rovers FAI Cup winner and current under 19 men's team manager Declan Boyle alongside Jessica Farry. Corner comes in, there's a few bodies there, it's cleared off the line, comes off Mata and Cork City go ahead, it's Jonas Hakkinen who heads it into the back of the net. Yeah. Sligo Rovers, I think, failed to deal with that corner properly, but City have so much height and Hakkinen, the defender. Makes it 1-0 to Colin Healy's side. Yeah, we just didn't deal with the first, first ball into the box and they got a few re-headers on it with like head tennis and they had a few snap ch- shots as well and we ricocheted them and they come off the line, I think. Um, Luke made a save as well in between that and had somebody in the line as well and from that it bounced up in the air and Hacken got a, got a clean, good clean header and put it into the right-hand side of the goal. And yeah, I think that was Keating's ball in that was eventually... Headed over the line by Hacken and a bit of a messy one, but they all count and City will not be complaining. They yeah. lead at the showgrounds. Yeah, good play again by Cork that time. We tried to penetrate down through the middle with Barlow and Max Matter, I think, or Hartman, and just they closed it out. They just got numbers around the ball and closed it out. And you know, they've done really well, really, really good. They've stopped the ball, got into Matter's feet as well, which the first. 10 minutes of the game, Sligo done that a few times and they've stopped doing that, they've shielded that ball into, into his feet so, and they're stopping the penetration and playing balls in they've been defensively very good tonight and really set up and they conceded obviously a couple of corners against Keating oh, and it flies in, I think I don't think anybody expected that to go in, there was a bit of a delayed reaction but it is 2-0 to City and Keating scores against his former club well, that is a shock to the system for Sligo Rovers. You can see the flares are being lit by the visiting fans and the players celebrate in front of the travelling crowd. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a wonderful strike, an absolute wonder strike. I think Nando lost the ball and it just ended up falling to him just after that and he just took a touch on his right, from his right to his left foot and he just, he just hit it early, really hit it early on his left foot and it just came off the ground. Here we go, touch, and he just hits it. And it's low... 
it wasn't brilliant connection on it but it was right into the corner hit the post and off the post inside the post and uh, into the far side and it had no chance Branifal's corner yep. oh. Aina Clancy. Aina Clancy. Yeah. Maybe an unlikely one, but he does pull one back for Slider Rovers from the corner. And the celebration from the players are slightly muted because yeah. they have 11 and a half minutes to go to try to get a point from this game. And suddenly the fans are making themselves heard again. Yeah, it's just a ball in from the box and it beats the first man. And Aina didn't seem kindling very late and he just he, got, he opened up his foot and just put it and planted low into the corner. And, he got free in the box. Um, just meet, goes past the, the, the guy in the hole. He's past everybody and just comes to him. Ah, he gets a good connection on it. Really good finish by the centre half and probably one you don't expect too many. But yeah, listen, it's, it's probably our best chance to score now. We can weep at energy from this, you know. And so five minutes left for Sliger Rovers to find an equaliser. Five minutes left on the other hand for Cork City to hold on. Here's Hutchinson, the touch is heavy. Hakkinen gets a toe to it. Yeah, it's a great run by him as well. Really good, good ball by Nando into his pathway, and just touch was too heavy, and he's right in behind the, the Cork back four as well. Just a putty. Levac to Pinecker. Now Clancy. All Sligo Rovers players. Berlick McNicholas in the Cork City half. Nando Pinecker for Sligo Rovers. To Reese Hutchinson. Clancy again. Wind carries that ball to a little bit. It comes back to Barlow and he wins a penalty. Oh, he's very cute. He's very, very cute. At least that one. It was. <laughs> I just, oh, there'll be some controversy about uh, this if it isn't a penalty. Uh, good knock, knock ahead. Header came back to McMahon. I took a touch. Uh, Barlow's the king of of getting fouls and free kicks and it's one of those ones good diagonal ball by Ina Clancy great knock and header back into the space from Max Mata and there Barlow coming on at an angle and he took a touch and I think he invited, the, he invited that tackle on and he went down very early the referee was in a really good position um, and now it's an opportunity obviously to get back into the game Max Mata is on it again and scored two penalty kicks up in UCD so and the, the Cork goalkeeper will know exactly where he went with those two but very good play by, by Barlow and if we can get back into this game now after well, the 2-0 down it would be absolutely a penny for Colin Healy's thoughts right now that 2-0 yeah, yeah. lead looks comfortable but don't they always say 2-0 is a dangerous lead Declan? Uh, yeah geez, absolutely that's well right. here's Max Matta as Declan said he has scored two penalties against UCD Matta and it's 2-2 there you go that's... in injury time at the showgrounds Cork City's 2-0 lead he took his time, didn't he? Yes. Just yeah, you went the whistle went and you think go and hit it and he just took his time and he relaxed his whole body down he got a really good connection, put it to to his right hand side, the keeper's left and the keeper goes the other way. Good, you see it here back in the replay, touch there. The we touch and there's not much on that one now, I have to it's say. Very it. close, Declan, yeah. to, to being a free kick. Outside yeah, the box. Yeah, it well, is the collision. We yeah. can't really see from this angle. You need a camera on the line. But yeah, I, I just. Sliger overs two, Cork City two. We couldn't have predicted that a few minutes ago. That is for sure. Jessica Farry and Declan Boyle describing Saturday night's 2 2 draw. 
at Hunter Cork City at the showgrounds. Here then the reaction afterwards of Rovers manager John Russell. When you leave it so late to, to get an equaliser, we're delighted to get a point in the end. Uh, frustrating night for us. Um, you know, thought we started the game quite uh, really well on the front foot the first 10-15 minutes and then you go behind from a set play really poor from, from our behalf and um, you know the, the pleasing thing was we didn't panic and you know we kept working the ball and you know that was the, the kind of message at half time to you know keep being patient you know full backs were probably getting a bit too high in the first half you need to drop in and, and kind of bring Cork onto us a bit more so we could open them up and then you go 2-0 down and um, Again, terrible goal to give away, and we're giving ourselves such a mountain to climb in, in the game so far this season. You know, we're five games in, but we're conceding too many goals, and you know, we have to take the positives, the reaction, the character from the group to come back. And you know, I want us winning games at home here tonight. We had a great crowd again. The atmosphere was electric, and you know, it was nice to to get the eight, or the late equaliser. Suppose one nil down, you always think you have a chance, but then to go two nil down, it is a bit of a sickener. I think like Roy Heating, the way he turned so quickly, seemed, seemed to catch the defence off guard a little bit. Yeah, look, it's a great finish from Rory, um, but it was a poor from us in the build-up before I got to him. Um, and in fairness to Cork, you know they defended really well. They're a good side. I've watched them and they played well tonight. And they could have gotten another goal or two on the counter, and, and that's what they did against Shamrock Rovers. And we knew that they brought that threat tonight. Um, there is that bit of risk and reward the way we're trying to play, and we want to be on the front foot attacking and releasing our full backs. But at times, you know, you're going to be exposed in the counter, and at times, you know, they had one or two chances which they rely on Luke to make a really good save as well. Um, but credit to the players they kept going and you know there was a couple of chances for Brees f- flew by the post with a couple of corners you thinking it was going to go in and thankfully we got a point Once you got that first goal then the momentum was really with you the crowd were with you and I think even Nando Pinecker forced a save from Cork running goals and you kind of nearly felt like a second might have been coming but then you go into injury time and you're wondering then you get a penalty maybe contentious or not we're not quite sure but to come back from 2-0 down to 2-2 is huge it is, it's brilliant and we've shown that since the start of the season. You know, we have a new group here, a lot of new players will come into the building, but you know, there's a real work ethic, togetherness, and we've seen it in all the games and that can only bode well for us going forward. Not that stats mean a lot, but I think at full time you had seventy three percent of the possession and the game finished two two, so that just shows you it doesn't mean anything, but that shows you how disciplined Cork City were in defence today because they were brilliant defensively. They were, they were excellent and you know, that's the challenge for us. I want us dominating the ball and especially at home and you know Stats, you know, you can look at it, but at the end of the day, you want to win matches. And, you know, Cork could have beaten us tonight on whatever, 30%. So for us, it's about finding solutions and, you know, making more chances in the game and then being clinical when we get them. But also, we've got to keep clean sheets. And that's going to be the challenge for us now going forward. We need to work on that. Derry City away on Friday, that's going to be a big game. Massive. Uh, they've started the season really well. You know, they've, they've aspirations to try and win the league this year. They've you know, big backing, really top players up there, and it's a difficult venue to go to. I watched the game last night, and we know it'll be a tough, uh, tough match on, on Friday, but we're looking forward to it. John Russell, Sligo Rovers manager, speaking to Jessica Farry after Saturday night's 2 2 draw against Cork City. Next Friday, Rovers on St Patrick's Day go to the Brandywell to play Derry City at 7.45. It's the live game on RTE2 television. If you're not near the telly, it'll be live in full here on Ocean FM Sport from a quarter to eight on St Patrick's night. The Sligo Rovers Academy results from today. The girls under 19 team lost narrowly to Shamrock Rovers by one goal to nil. And the boys under 15 team were beaten 2 nil by Athlone Town. Even if, even if the sun's 
ceases to rise even if the wind stops to blow but the name of sligo rover will shine and shine forever